Hey folks, uh, Greg Allman with the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com, back here again for the Locked on Bucks podcast. Episode 9, guys, I'm excited about this, uh, and probably more excited because unless you're downloading this really quickly and on the West Coast, perhaps, uh, it's game day, uh, Thursday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, uh, your Buccaneers take the field in Philadelphia to open the 2016 season. It is just preseason football, uh, but that is so much more than what we've had to talk about up to this point. Uh, lots of practicing, uh, lots of all leading up to things starting uh, Thursday night in Philadelphia. So we'll have a ton to talk about tomorrow. Uh, this is a quiet day. Uh, Wednesday was a pretty quiet day. Uh, the Bucks had a travel day. Uh, getting up to Philadelphia was neat to see... Uh, you always see the uh, social media photos. Uh, Andrew DePaula, the long snapper, uh, took a picture at uh, Pat's, one of the uh, cheesesteak staples in Philadelphia. Had all the specialists. So had uh, Andrew, had uh, Roberto Aguayo, and both punters, uh, Brian Anger and Jake Shum, uh, hanging out there at Pat's doing the cheesesteak thing. Uh, so fun to see that they're taking in Philadelphia. I was born in Philadelphia. Uh, proud to call Philadelphia my hometown. I have not lived there uh, since I was about seven years old. I uh, got back quite a bit, had a good amount of relatives uh, up in Reading, Pennsylvania, where my, both my parents were born. Uh, so uh, Philadelphia is definitely a city I know well and uh, hold dear in my heart. I hope the Eagles fans uh, behave tomorrow. I'm not always proud of the way Philadelphians are at ball games, But uh, anyway, as we're saying, episode nine now, up... Uh, Close to finishing out our second week. Uh, the big thing we're going to talk about today is uh, is this preseason opener for the Bucks in uh, in Philadelphia. A lot of things to talk about there. First thing I want to get to is just uh, just looking at the roster, looking at who's going to play. Uh, you know, most NFL games, uh, you're talking about 46 active players, uh, basically enough to have a, a two deep on each side, if you will, um, and that's about it. Um, now. Tomorrow, I say tomorrow, Thursday night in Philadelphia, Bucks are going to have what should be about 85 players they want to get in the game. Um, we know that J.R. Sweezy, uh, we know that Lewis Murphy, we know that Caleb Beninock are not going to play. It's reasonable to think that Charles Sims and Vincent Jackson aren't going to play. So you got about 85 guys they're trying to evaluate within a single game, uh, which makes for a crazy amount of substitution. I would not be surprised if you see uh, a handful of... Uh, Penalties at some point, just because there's so much in and out. So you're going to have uh, a 12-man on the field at some point tomorrow, and I won't necessarily uh, think of that as terribly damning, given how much subbing they're going to do. Looked at last year's preseason opener for the Bucks, uh, which was in Minnesota against the Vikings. Uh, just a ton of participation, just a, a huge amount of guys coming in and out of the game. Um, 16 players in last year's opener were targeted for passes. Uh, nine receivers had the ball thrown to them, four tight ends, three running backs, 11 different guys caught passes, uh, five different running backs carried the ball, 35 different players on defense had tackles at one point in the game. So you think about 11 on the field, and then you think about the fact that 35 guys had tackles within the game. So you're going to see a lot on there. This is a good day to have the roster handy. Um, I feel pretty good. You know, I try and quiz myself. On jersey numbers, you kind of park at the entrance to the uh, practice fields at one buck. And a lot of what I'm doing is just seeing a number and trying to remember in my head. The trickiest for me 
are the backup offensive linemen, like the 67s and the 77s and all those numbers like that. Those are probably the ones that run together the most for me. But I'll see somebody, and as soon as you see him, you just stop and you say, oh, that's uh, Devontae Lambert. Or you say, oh, you know who that is? That, I Hold on, that's, that's Kilby Johnson. Uh, a lot of that. I've even done uh, the flashcard thing like you would back in college where you just take 100 flashcards and you put a number on one side, you put the name on the other, and you just train yourself that way. So good day to learn your roster tomorrow. Uh, I'm not sure how they're going to split things up. Last year was kind of an odd game because uh, we had so many uh, new things on offense to, to write about. And so they had 14 possessions last year on offense in the first game. James Winston had eight. Mike Glennon had four. And last year's third quarterback, who can name last year's third quarterback? I, I'll listen and I'll wait. Seth Lobato was last year's number three quarterback. You remember, uh, they didn't get Ryan Griffin uh, until the Saints cut him in the final cuts. And obviously, Ryan Griffin has been the number three ever since. But this time last year, it was still Seth Lobato as the number three quarterback for the Bucks, He got the last two drives. You know, now, because Winston knows this offense so much better, is much more entrenched and aware of things, I would think it's going to be much different. There's 14 possessions Thursday night. I would think Winston gets four, Glennon gets seven, and Ryan Griffin gets five. That wouldn't, eh, no, you know what? That didn't add up right. Four, six, and four is what I'll say. I'll say four possessions for Winston, and it might even be less than that if he does well in his possessions. Six for Glenn and four for Ryan Griffin. That, that'll be my guess. We'll see how it, it shakes out, and we'll address that on the uh, Friday podcast there. 84 guys played in the opener last year. 84 out of 90. I would expect very much the same. Um, you guys have asked about roster cutdowns. Uh, right now there's 90 on the roster. Uh, all NFL teams have to cut their rosters down to 75 initially, and that's on August 30th, which is after the third preseason game. And then after the final preseason game, the cutdown day is September 3rd, and they have to go from 75 players to 53. So it's all really happening in a span of about four days. They'll go from 90 to 53 um, and make their cuts on Saturday, September 3rd, which gives them more than a week to tweak the roster, and still get ready for the season opener, which is on September 11th. Uh, Wrote a thing for uh, Thursday's Times looking at five things to watch in this game. Uh, And obviously there's a lot of things to watch. I think the starters will be out of this game pretty quickly, so I really didn't deal with those guys at all. But in terms of things that will matter toward the selection of the 53-man roster, uh, I start with the backup running backs. We mentioned this on yesterday's podcast, I guess. Uh, but again, Mike James, Peyton Barber, Storm Johnson, to a lesser extent, Russell Hansborough. Uh, these guys have to show what they can do, and I think they're all going to get a shot. Uh, Charles Sims has that bum ankle, so that takes him out of the way. I don't think Doug Martin will play more than two series. If he's in there beyond the first quarter, I have no idea why. Uh, so you're going to see a lot of Mike James. Let's say uh, Mike James, Peyton Barber, Storm Johnson will all get at least five carries, I bet as part of this offense Thursday night. Uh, so who gets the most? Who gets 5 for 40? Who gets 5 for 7? That, that's what will be intriguing uh, and what will set things up for how the playing time comes out in the second game. You know, you're going to blink here. Uh, the Bucks get back 
We'll have access to Dirk Cutter on Friday. They practice Saturday and Monday are both open practices, uh, among the last open practices for fans here in Tampa. So Saturday and Monday, they practice. Tuesday um, is not open. And then Wednesday and Thursday next week are joint practices in Jacksonville. We'll be up there in Jacksonville. Uh, We'll have to uh, do the pod via remote uh, from Jacksonville up that way. Uh, And then next Saturday, a week from Saturday, is that second preseason game against the Jags in Jacksonville. Uh, So as we look at things here, um, obviously running backs is the main thing. Uh, One of the other things I pointed out is the return game. Wide open on both sides. Um, Guys can make this roster by locking up a return job uh, and can start doing that tomorrow night, Thursday night. Uh, Adam Humphreys will get the first look on punt returns. Jonathan Krause, who we talked about yesterday, will be next in line there. Uh, Kickoff return is intriguing to me. Uh, Kenny Bell, the receiver from Nebraska, uh, who had a 99-yard kickoff return for a touchdown against Penn State back in college. Had to hurdle a guy to get to the end zone. Uh, Kenny will get the first look there. Uh, Ryan Smith. uh, We're playing small school North Carolina colleges here. Ryan Smith, who went to NC Central. Um, I know that area pretty well. Went to high school in Raleigh, North Carolina. So once covered a Division II track meet at NC Central. Uh, The head basketball coach at North Carolina Central. uh, Head men's basketball coach is a guy named Lavelle Moten. Uh, Went to high school with Lavelle in Raleigh. Uh, a big shout-out to William G. Enloe High School in downtown Raleigh. Uh, Lavelle Moten was an outstanding high school basketball player. Got to cover him uh, when I was in high school. Went up against, uh, if you guys remember, a guy named Rodney Rogers. Uh, played at Durham Hillside. Went to Wake Forest. Was a, a lottery pick. Went to the Nuggets, if I remember right. Uh, I remember covering Lavelle Moten in a uh, high school uh, conference championship tournament uh, against against Rodney Really good player back then. But anyway, massive tangent there. Uh, NC Central is where Ryan Smith went to school. Ryan Smith will get a look on kickoff returns, I'm fairly sure, on Thursday night. Uh, Ryan Smith had a 95-yard kickoff return in college against St. Augustine's, another uh, small, lower-level college in North Carolina. Uh, That's how we all come back to uh, where we were talking about with uh, the game Thursday night. Kickoff returns are a big deal, okay? Uh, backup receiver we keep talking about. Uh, this is where they can finally start putting their money where their mouth is. Um, the difference between maybe the fourth receiver and the ninth receiver is really not that much. Um, I look at this team, obviously, we can go ahead and then, uh, pencil in Evans, Jackson, and Humphreys is making this team. But then there's this huge middle range where you got Kenny Bell, Evan Spencer, Russell Shepard, Dante Dye, Jonathan Krause, all right there competing for probably three spots. Uh, three of those five, and that's presuming that Lewis Murphy doesn't get healthy before the season starts. That would complicate things more. I think you have another tier, guys on the outside looking in, like Bernard Reedy, Andre Davis, Freddie Martino, uh, a ton of different receivers. So, again, last year's receivers, nine different guys had the ball thrown their way. Uh, they have to make sure they catch those. they got to make sure they make somebody miss and make a play. Um, receiver will be interesting to watch. Linebackers, okay. I keep talking about these rookie linebackers. You guys are going to see guys you haven't seen before, uh, numbers you haven't recognized before. I think you'll see uh, Quan Alexander, Levante David, and Daryl Smith all off the field fairly early, which means uh, untested, unproven linebackers in the game trying to stop those Eagles reserves. Uh, again, the numbers you need to know, okay. 
Luke Rhodes, number 46, from William & Mary. He's your second-team middle linebacker right now. Watch for Luke Rhodes. He's got a full beard going right now. Kind of looks like the brawny guy uh, from the paper towel commercials. Luke Rhodes wearing 46. Micah Awe, who we keep talking about from uh, Texas Tech, our petroleum engineering major, went to school this spring. So cool that guys that are trying to get in the NFL still take classes in the spring. Micah Awe did that so he could graduate. Again, the degree is petroleum engineering, folks. You don't see that very often in the NFL. Micah Awe wears 44. Uh, watch for him. Uh, Adarius Glanton wears 53. Watch for him. Uh, Devontae Bond, again, guy we barely talked about in this podcast, but sixth-round pick out of Oklahoma. He gets his first chance to step in uh, as your second-string strong side linebacker, Sam linebacker. Very interesting what Devontae can do. So lots of different storylines that are going to come up here. Um, I'm sitting here looking at uh, – I'll sit here and try and figure out the roster, if you will, okay? And as you go from 90 to 53 – uh, what I do is I take uh, the old reporter's notebook, uh, go top to bottom with one line for each position, if you will, and then I go left to right. And your far left is the guys that seem like absolute locks, uh, like Jameis Winston. I'm going to go ahead and pencil him in as making this team. Doug Martin, Mike Evans, guys like that. And then the middle is kind of the guys that I'm not sure might make the team. I'm certainly not going to rule them out. My far right is the guys that, that really have no business making the team. I can kind of make that cut from 90 to 75 right now. I bet you I could nail maybe 13 of those 15 right now that get cut. Um, a lot of them are just the most recent additions, you know. It's weird. The, the Bucks have an offensive tilt to their roster right now. Usually when you have a 53-man roster, you're splitting that up with 25 on offense, 25 on defense, and then three specialists, like a kicker, a punter, and a long snapper. So 25 on each side. Right now, the Bucks have 45 on offense, 41 on defense. Um, and that's a function of them having a couple offensive guys that are still out with injury. Uh, we keep talking about J.R. Sweezy, Lewis Murphy, Caleb Beninock. They're, they're all out right now. So they're not really counting. So right now there's an offensive tilt. As I look, I'm not going to name names here just because I'm a polite podcaster, but um, I've got nine of those 15 first cuts coming on offense. So that... That knocks it down where all of a sudden it's 36 guys and 35 guys uh, making that initial cut to 75. So you'll see a little bit of that disparity go away. Um, I count, when I go through with the highlighter here, I count 34 guys as being just locks. No doubt in my mind, as long as they're not facing major injury, they are on this team. Lock them in with that highlighter. Which means if 34 guys make the team, that means... 19 jobs up for grabs. Um, and then I sit here and I try and rank them and say, okay, well, what are they? Who's up in contention for them? Because then you can start figuring out um, when they're making decisions on how many at each position to carry. Do you carry a sixth receiver? Do you carry a seventh linebacker? Do you go with 10 defensive linemen or 10 defensive backs and nine of the other? So again, when I think about the 10 offensive jobs that are up for grabs right now, okay, third running back, Okay, which we've talked about. That's going to start coming tomorrow night. Uh, fourth receiver, fifth receiver, third tight end, third tackle, your swing tackle, uh, fourth interior lineman, fourth tight end, ninth offensive lineman, sixth receiver, third quarterback. And then as the last spot is that third quarterback, you have to wonder, are they going to keep Ryan Griffin as a third quarterback, or will they decide not to go with two and take their chances uh, keeping Mike Glennon and starting from scratch to find a backup next season? 
You go to defense, only nine jobs open on defense, and even some of those seem pretty spoken for. Your fourth linebacker, your fifth linebacker, your fifth end, your fourth tackle, your fourth corner, your fourth safety, and then a ninth DB that could be a safety or a corner, a sixth linebacker, and a tenth defensive lineman. And again, there's so much flexibility within all those spots. Um, I would not want to be the 53rd guy on this roster on September 3rd because I think the Bucks again, are going to be very active in scouring the waiver wires, finding the most talented players getting cut from deep positions on good teams, and bringing them in. wouldn't surprise me at all if you see, let's say, three or four guys who get cut elsewhere come and get a shot on this team. Uh, last year they did that. Uh, Jeremiah George made this team off waivers after the Jets cut him. Ryan Griffin, who we just talked about, made this team off waivers after the Saints cut him. Um, a couple others that didn't stick that long. But, uh, again, you don't want to make this team and just barely make this team because what will happen is you make this team on September 3rd, and on September 4th you're back out looking for work on there. want to try and go to the mailbag a little bit. Had some good questions coming in. Uh, really appreciate you guys uh, embracing the uh, social media aspect of this. Um, new followers building up. Obviously, we just set up a Twitter account for this podcast at uh, Locked on Bucks, uh, just L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-B-U-C-S. Uh, if you want to shoot us an email, we love the emails. Uh, shoot us an email at LockedOnBucks at gmail.com. We'll read your stuff there. I do want to give a shout-out all the way to Spain. Uh, i got a shout-out. It's great to know we have international listeners. Who knew? Uh, it has got to be what ridiculous middle of the night when I'm sitting here uh, recording these podcasts, but Danny in Spain, uh, it's hilarious. They do a, an English or a Spanish language podcast uh, with the Bucks, which is great. Uh, they talk about Chris Conte and they call him El Guapo. Uh, Chris Conte, of course, is the uh, starting safety for the Bucks. Just the other day, we're sitting there interviewing Chris Conte. Uh, AJ Francis, the D tackle from Maryland, who's here trying to make uh, trying to make a spot as the fourth defensive tackle. AJ is also a really good podcaster. Does a pro wrestling podcast that's off the charts. Uh, we'd love to have the weekly audience or the, the audience that shows up every time that he gets on his uh, pro wrestling podcast. But uh, while we're talking to Conte, Francis kind of comes up, does the whole hide in the media, of the me- middle of the media, and he says, uh, Chris Conte, talk about what it's like to be a heartthrob. And Chris kind of played it off and said, oh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely a challenge, but it's something uh, I try and you know, live up to. Uh, but anyway, uh, shout out to my listeners in Spain. Great to have you guys listening in. Uh, funny to hear about El Guapo. It had me reaching trying to find uh, Three Amigos there on uh, Netflix or uh, HBO Go or something like that the other day. Couldn't find it. Wanted to show my kids Three Amigos. Uh, anyway, next question comes in from Garrett King. Uh, Garrett wants to know, uh, why are coaches so quiet about injuries? Why is it so hard to get uh, concrete information about players and injuries? This time of year especially, uh, very little information. We still don't know authoritatively what the body part is for J.R. Sweezy. Uh, definitely think it's a back. But uh, you won't hear that from the Bucks. Basically, uh, the, the Bucks are giving exactly as much information as they have to from the league. During the season... Uh, the NFL is very regimented in having uh, injury reports that come out. Uh, I guess it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of each week. Uh, who participates? Is it limited participation? Is it full participation? No participation? Uh, you have to identify a body part and tell me what's hurt on them. Um, and then, obviously, we get to the whole doubtful, questionable, probable um, 
the different tiers of, of availability for an NFL game on on Sunday. Interestingly, I heard, I haven't confirmed this yet, but I understand that probable is not going to be there anymore. Um, cool thing if this is true, but I think probable was always like the foregone conclusion. If somebody's probable, they're going to be fine, they're going to play. So I think the NFL is doing away with probable. I think it's just questionable and doubtful, and those are the only levels you have out, obviously. That's another way. But the only uh, middling ranges of injuries coming up this fall, I think, are going to be doubtful and questionable. So a slight change to how we look at the injury reports. Basically, uh, to answer your question, Garrett, they don't want to give anything away. They don't want to give any piece of information away to their opponent to let them know, hey, by the way, uh, Lewis Murphy might not be there on Sunday. Maybe you should prepare on facing a lesser receiver or a backup receiver knowing he's not there. So right now, they're not telling you anything they don't want to. Uh, they get annoyed at me when I'm reporting who's injured, who's doing what. Um, the less that opponents know about their team, the better they are. Uh, Lovey Smith was a fervent believer in this. Uh, didn't want to share anything at all. Lovey would have the injury report in his hand on the podium and wouldn't want to tell us the details until it had to go out because a lot of times they'll play gamesmanship they won't put the report out until they have to or until they know the opponent has done the same. Um, it's hilarious, but again, they take that tiny uh, one-tenth of one percent advantage that comes with a half hour of your opponent not knowing whether a guy is questionable or doubtful. Um, I guess if you play in, in an industry that has such a fine line between winning and losing, you want to make every possible advantage work in your favor. So I understand that. Uh, good question for Gary. Good question from all you guys. Uh, please keep those questions coming. Uh, we will come back. When we do our next podcast, the Bucks will have played a preseason game. We'll have a ton of things to go back on. We'll probably have a little bit of a longer pad podcast on Friday as we review everything. Uh, but thank you guys for listening. We're over the 20-minute mark already, so I'm kind of running long here. But thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, thank you guys for building up this audience. We have very excited to be part of this uh, Locked On Network. Uh, I want to throw plugs out to uh, our national podcast. If you're not already trying those out, go to uh, Audio Boom and, and go to the rest of these Locked On podcasts. We have Locked On NFL. We have Locked On Fantasy. Uh, we have Locked On Eagles. Uh, Teron Davenport does the Locked On Eagles podcast. I'm sure he has insights. If you're trying to figure out the uh, the ins and outs of who the Bucks might be facing um, come tomorrow night, uh, he can give you help there as well. You know, a couple local names, trying to think of who you might know on that Eagles roster. Uh, Stephen Means, former Bucks draft pick, is a backup defensive end for the Eagles. Najee Good, if you remember him from a couple years back, uh, Bucks draft pick, a linebacker. He's with the Eagles. You got four Gators. I know I have Gator listeners out there. Four Gators right now on the Eagles roster uh, in Alex McAllister, the rookie defensive end, uh, Trey Burton, uh, Caleb Sturgis, uh, the uh, kicker, and Jalen Watkins, the safety. So four Gators there. Anyway, we're going to wrap things up here. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for the questions. Uh, for the Locked on Bucks podcast, episode nine, wrapping things up. Thanks again, guys, from the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com. This is Greg Allman. Thanks again for listening. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. 
Stop. At MetroPCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to MetroPCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.